Hi, uh, welcome to the show. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Adrian Clements. I'm a game designer for LoopCube. Okay, and what's what's LoopyCube about, or LoopCube? Uh, LoopyCube, we make uh, lots of, uh, well, we're planning on making lots of uh, iPhone games, uh, particularly multiplayer, multiplayer games. And are you going to do uh, any Android development, or are you just focused on iPhone right now? Uh, for now, uh, we'll be doing only iPhone, but if we ever get a big hit, we'll, we'll explore other platforms. Okay. So, um, so you guys are focused on multiplayer. I mean, have you guys considered single-player games for the iPhone, or are you primarily inspired by multiplayer or massively multiplayer games? Uh, massively multiplayer games is the, is the dream right now. We're working on just a multiplayer, which is, well, our current game, Go Native, has uh, anywhere from eight players to 30 players at a time. Yeah. Uh, we are focusing on mostly multiplayer. However, our next game is going to be single or double player. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's talk about your current game. Uh, what is it, and uh, what's the gameplay related to it? Uh, currently, we have Go Native out there. It's an uh, opinionated trivia game. It's sort of like uh, basically everybody votes on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on the answers for a question. And uh, the, the answer, well, the question would be something like, uh, do you prefer red or green? And if more people choose green, then the people who chose green advance, and the people who chose red stay behind. Um, when you were designing this, uh, were there any challenges uh, for like designing a multiplayer game for the iPhone? Oh, plenty of them. There's uh, all sorts of... of uh, we have to keep in mind everybody and make sure everybody <laughs> will have fun <laughs> yeah, yeah. with the game. Uh, there's there's lots of different uh, attitudes towards, you know, the game needs to be fast and the game needs to be slower. The game needs to be more engaging, less engaging. It yeah. needs to be... And, uh, and, the, and the interesting thing about your, your design for trivia is that you need to actually have people on at the same time. So it can't really be asynchronous. That's exactly right. Okay. That's one of the challenges that we found. Uh, our next multiplayer games will be more asynchronous than, because it's it's hard to get more than ten or twelve or fifteen people on at the same time. Even though we have twenty thousand players, it's still yeah. only ten or fifteen people on at any given time. Uh, did you develop? Uh, when you developed the game, did you just use Objective C, or did you use any third-party tools? Uh, we uh, developed all our, all of our own tools. We. Okay. Uh, created them all on our own. So yes, there we did Objective-C coding. And so moving forward, are you going to still use uh, your own tools in Objective-C, or are you going to pick up some of the third-party tools? Um, for the next game, because it's going to have multiple levels, we're going to be we're picking up a, a level design, designer. Okay. But uh, everything else will be custom-made still, like uh, our art integration tools and everything else. Yeah. We'll be using we'll be reusing from the previous games. Okay, so so you and your team um, were inspired to make a game for the iPhone. Um, you know, what were some of the other design challenges or um, marketing challenges that you faced as you released your first game? Oh, marketing is is tough in the iOS development. Yeah. We found that uh, well, on other gaming forums and that kind of thing, our our, our marketing campaigns would get buried very quickly. There's a a good 600 apps released every day, so it's hard to stand out from the crowd. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we've tried a bunch of, of, of different methods. Some worked, some didn't. Uh, we're just finished right now ho uh, hosting a in-game contest. 
And that we've seen some success with that. We've seen more users online, but less, not any more sales from outside. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the uh, the pricing of your game. Um, is it is it free or is it ninety nine cents or what? Uh, we have a, uh, a paid app, which is two ninety nine currently. Okay. Uh, and uh, we also have a free light version, which gives the players everything that that the paid people have except for things like uh, customization customization of their name and some stats okay. for for the, the games and um you know you mentioned that you tried a lot of things for marketing can you discuss some of them and uh, yeah yeah we we've tried um banner advertisements we've tried uh, google was, was adwords that, was were banner advertisements useful or successful not in the least Okay. <laughs> okay. We we saw we saw very little traffic to our website and and we can attribute very few sales. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> most most of what worked was uh, getting word of mouth out of social networks like Twitter and Facebook. Okay. And, and so to a lesser extent, forums, the gaming forums. So when you say um, word of mouth and Facebook and Twitter, are you talking about actually posting from the application to Facebook and Twitter? Uh, nope, that was a feature we would like to have, but it was uh, kind of cut out. So it's mostly uh, LubyCube. We have a, a Facebook page and a, and a Twitter account, and we're oh, okay. chatting with people all over the world. And, um, you know, that's another good question is how how widespread is the audience? I mean, is it primarily English-speaking countries? Have you tried to target non-English-speaking countries to get a bigger demographic or? Uh, no, we are 100% English. Well, at least you have to be able to read English to to participate in the game because all of our content is is in English and it's quite a bit of content to to be translated. Yeah, I mean, how how do you keep refreshing the content? Do you have your community create content, or do you have to do it yourself? Uh, both. Uh, every day or so, I I add a good 10, 15 questions to to the database, and then we offer incentives for any players who want to to uh, contribute to the game by giving them extra coconuts, which is uh, our points method. Okay. Um, so, you know, you finished your first game. Uh, when did it, when did it get released? Like, how long ago? So it's In like September. It's September 2010? That's right. Okay. So um, once you released it, how did you feel? And what were the lessons learned? Like, what are you going to be doing differently now moving forward? Uh, when we released it, we were pretty ecstatic. We we yeah. called it early at the office uh, and went out for <laughs> drinks and everything. And uh, and uh, you know it seemed pretty hopeful. We got tons of sales right in the beginning when we when Apple features you in the new section. Oh yeah, yeah. And then and then once that died down, it was a little less, but uh, we were still pretty hopeful. And uh, yeah. well, you know, I've seen I've seen situations where people kind of have a little spike when they're first featured, and then it just drops all the way down. And, um, you know, I don't know if that happened to you guys, but how do you keep the momentum? How do you keep people engaged? And were you guys thinking of just focusing on that one game at that point? Or when did you decide to do other games? Well, we've always had plans to do more than one game. Okay. Uh, Well, because because also, to be fair, running an MMO or even, you know, multiplayer, massively multiplayer game on on any phone, it's still an undertaking. You know, if you're going... like a successful one that's going to have to be constantly updated and stuff like that. So, oh, seriously, yeah. Like I said, we, we're adding more content every day. <laughs> yeah, we're adding. Uh, we're, we're hosting special events all um, well every week or so. 
yeah. in the future. So, uh, you know, that'll keep people coming back into the game and to get more people coming from outside. We're hoping that uh, the players who are playing will, will show it off. You know, hey, look at this cool game. I get to uh, play with anybody at the same time, uh, anybody in the world. Yeah. Um, okay, so the plan was always to make other games. After you released that first game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in terms of gameplay and um, lessons learned, what what did you decide to do differently moving forward? Well, we want to have the game, uh, our, all of our next games, be able to be fun single player as well. Because oh, okay. there are times at 3 a.m. where there's only <laughs> one person online yeah. and playing against seven different uh, bots. It's not quite so fun. We've gotten yeah. quite a few comments that say, you know, we need more players, we need more players on at the same time. So we want to have our next game single player and multiplayer. And so so asynchronous mechanic will help you with that? It would, yes. Okay. And were there any other design um, decisions or understandings that you're now going to carry forward into your next games? Like things that you're uh, going to do differently? Yeah, we're actually going to be going at it from a different light. We're going to be starting single-player mindset and then keeping it open to multiplayer in the future kind of deal. What do you, I mean, do you feel that that's a good strategy where, so you're saying that even for successful multiplayer games, the single-player experience needs to be fun and and engaging and then you tack on multiplayer on top of it or do you think the best design strategy is to, you know, design for multiplayer in the first place? Uh, a game needs to have a good base before multiplayer will become fun. So yes, okay. I, I would say, uh, well, unless it's a huge MMO like um, you know World of Warcraft or something like that, where they can they they came in with a couple million players. <laughs> uh, anybody like us, where we have to work to get our our our, our people, our community online, then yeah. uh, the single player needs to be engaging, and people want to. Have to, or we, they have to want to come back into the app um, over and over again, so that way they can uh, enjoy the multiplayer side of it as well. Okay. And are there any other design decisions that you've decided to change based on you know the experience of that first first game? Uh, yes, we're we're shortening shortening the length of each round because okay. in Gonade of the uh, average game is about four play, uh, four minutes long. Oh, okay. And uh, we found that a lot of people will leave the game earlier because of phone calls or yeah. you know they're they're next in line at the checkout counter or something like that. So with a mobile, uh, with mobile gaming, we have to keep it short and have the yeah. people and entertained in the first few seconds. Okay, so and when you say short, maybe like a minute. Then how long are you gonna modify? Yeah, this this next one are or ninety goal seconds. Is have levels playable between thirty and uh, ninety seconds. So the l- oh. later levels will be 90 okay. seconds nice. and the earlier ones 30. And what other design uh, decisions are you going to now do moving forward based on your experience? Like, Oh, well, I plan to. Uh, this next game is completely different. We're going more as a, uh, a puzzle action game as opposed to a, a trivia game. Because okay. we found that the trivia category, while it has its fans, it's not the biggest one. Not the biggest fish out there. Okay, so you um, <clears throat> so from that whole experience, you've learned that pretty much people want really short play sessions. So you have to design gameplay to be 
you know, 30 to 9, like have a lot of fun within 30 to 90 seconds. And you also mentioned um, asynchronous, you know, making sure that people can can play even when other people aren't online. Are there any other design concepts that you want to add uh, that could be beneficial to the listeners and audience out there in terms of mobile game design um, uh, based on your experience? Yeah, you really got to focus on the fun whenever, uh, yeah. whenever and, and you're creating a game. it's short play fun, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be like fun from the second that you open up the app and when you see the the splash screen that's got to be fun the main menu has to be fun the you know choosing your character or choosing your your level or choosing who you're going to play with it all needs to be fun yeah because uh one dull moment will be enough for for quite a few negative comments okay and so so those are the primary concepts you've learned then um any any other Definitely. things okay uh, so then moving forward, you know, you mentioned that the single player experience has to also be engaging and fun. Um, you know, look at, you've seen some of the, the list of top apps on the iPhone. I mean, some of these are MMOs like City Story and Empire Story and Tap Zoo and stuff like that. Um, you know, are those necessarily good single player experiences in your opinion? Well... Uh... Yes and no. They're more built around a community, which you can play by yourself and then participate yeah. in the community whenever you feel like it. Um, okay. So, so the single-player experience in your mind is still pretty fun, or at least reasonable. And um, exactly, in those with, okay. with that kind of game, you can you can play the game pretty much as far as you want with the single player, but you need to get some help here and there. But the friends don't have to be online at the exact same time as you are. Okay. To, to help you out. Um, <clears throat> you know, with your game, you mentioned uh, the issue of actually having to add questions daily. Are you going to try to leverage user-generated content in your future multiplayer games? Um, yeah, we could... Uh, yes and no. I, I think uh, with GoNative, it's, it's pretty easy because they, they can add a question uh, you know, quickly in email. Yeah. We may open up a, a sort of a level editor for our, our puzzle game, but that's not going to be for, for version one. We're going to see what kind of reception the game gets, uh, what kind of, uh, if people are interested in, in creating levels or, or not, because who knows? Uh, yeah. There's not, not everybody, not every gamer out there is also a level designer. Yeah. Now, um, you know, let's shift a little and talk about uh, your business strategy. You released a multiplayer game, and then you you're now deciding to do kind of a puzzle action puzzle game. What um, and then and then after that, it sounds like you're going to do another multiplayer game. Why why do a break? Why do the puzzle action now instead of focusing on uh, just the next multiplayer game based on your experience and tools that you already have? Um. Well, we found. That the the uh, the multiplayer game, uh, if it's not async, then it's it's not going to be as doesn't have the same potential as a uh, as a single player game. Okay. So we're we're still going to be going forward with a with multiplayer in mind with all of our games, but we're going to be starting off with the single player experience, making sure that that's perfect, making sure that uh, players enjoy that, and then. And then opening it up to the multiplayer side. Now, afterwards. how are you going to compete with all those multiplayer games out there? I mean, 
or do you feel are you going to target a different genre so it sounds like it seems like anyways on the um iphone store that a lot of the you know our multiplayer rpg mmo rpgs concepts the casual mmo rpg concepts have already been taken um do you feel that there's still room for those themes like restaurants cities and stuff like that or are you guys going to target a different theme altogether uh there's certainly a lot of space still in the, the multiplayer play uh, multiplayer games uh, on the app store there's um quite i would say less than uh, five percent of the game uh, of the games on the app store are multiplayer so so there's there's room for any 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 multiplayer developer to to bring well, in a new concept <laughs> towards the beginning of the interview you mentioned that you know there's like 600 or a thousand apps released a day or something like that yeah how, how are you going to stand out if you invest the time in multiplayer games what are you going to do to make sure that you do stand out especially if a lot of other people are not going to be developing multiplayer games well uh, we still don't feel like it the app store is, is very crowded Okay. So if we bring in, like I said, our next game is a puzzle action kind of game. If we bring in a multiplayer to that sort, that's a genre. There's not too many puzzle action games out there that are that are uh, multiplayer. I can't think of too many. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, oh wait, I can't wait, think wait, of any actually. But but your puzzle action game, I thought it was going to be single player. And maybe it's, and maybe like two player, but within the same, on the same right. phone, right? So it, uh, no, not on the same phone. Oh, okay. So maybe in the same like Bluetooth or something, or yeah, or whatever. or with a server with our server system. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that that makes a little more sense. Um. So you're gonna have a puzzle action game, multiplayer over server, potentially asynchronous. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we're keeping everything in, in mind. Like I said, right now we're focusing on the single player aspect of it, but we're yeah. keeping it open for for the multiplayer. When um you know, yeah. So let's let's. When is this expected to come out? Uh, we're hoping to have it finished for the summer. Okay. Is that is that a pretty long dev cycle? I mean, that's another concern. Is that since things are getting released every day and things are moving so quick, are you concerned about the the speed of release? It's a little longer than than most, but we want to make sure we spend extra time on the polish and 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 keeping, like I said, and and spending lots of time on making every single second of the game fun for the player. How are you balancing that? You know, developing that with having to provide content and maintaining your current game. Do you have to almost drop your current game so that you can direct resources on the new game? I mean, what's your strategy on that? Uh, no content is 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 fairly automated. For okay, we're we're a team of four right now, so we have a, an artist and two programmers, and and myself who's in charge of game design and content. So once this game is finished designing, which is coming up soon, I'm going to have quite a bit of t spare time to talk about that game and to keep on adding more co yeah. content to to go native. Well, let's let's talk about the design process of this new game. How are you making sure that you know your single player experience will be able to scale well if you decide to go multiplayer on it? Uh, well, if we we're designing the game, uh, keeping every every aspect like open for multiplayer. So yeah. Well, so, when you say multiplayer, are you talking about 
even if it's a single player experience, you're just like, well, I added leaderboard, so technically that's kind of multiplayer. No, no, no. Actually, okay. We're gonna we're gonna actually have two people playing against each other. Well, okay. With the current design, we'll have up we'll have two people. The ability to give two people uh, 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 sort of a player versus player environment yeah. in this puzzle. I mean, so with puzzle games and you know action puzzle games, do you feel that it has to be player versus player versus you know cooperative mode or player with player? I mean, did you guys explore that any, or are you going to um, take yeah, the, we, yeah, we talked about putting people in teams as well, but yeah. uh, with, the, with the size of the screen on, on mobile, put, giving people uh, uh, you know, four or five teammates just makes everything crowded and, and, yeah. and it makes it a little bit more confusing than, than it would if it was a, a straight up you know, console game or computer game. Okay. Um, so it'll be player versus player, and they they level up. Can you? I mean, how much? How many more details can you can you give out about the game? I mean, uh, I'll try to press as hard as I can, but just <laughs> let me know where the where the boundaries are. Um, is there anything else you can discuss about the game? Uh, right now, not so much. But okay. uh, we'll we'll be keeping our our Facebook fans more in the loop with uh, with screenshots and that kind of thing as they, as they get uh, developed. Yeah. But right now we're still in the we're still in the building up the tools and and, and finishing up the game design. Yeah, are you um <clears throat> are you like releasing screenshots or even talking about your development on a blog or on Touch Arcade or something like that just to get potential fans engaged in your game? Uh we will we'll be keeping uh giving everybody sort of uh, tidbits on, on our Facebook page and on Twitter, as well as uh, closer to the end, we'll be um, opening up threads and, and generating more buzz on, on Touch Arcade and, and other, other iPhone gaming forums. And how are you keeping your mobile game design skills sharp, you know, and up to date? Um, you know, what are you doing to, because the space seems to be changing reasonably quickly. Um, so how are you keeping up with everything? Uh, well, I, we're talking with a lot of devs at, at other, for other games and, and seeing what they're doing and, and sharing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of plans and, and, and what, what's going on. You know, we're keeping a, you know, our ear to the ground. So when you talk to these devs, are you just talking to them in person? Do you talk to them over the Internet? And, I mean, do you, do you just pretty much share business strategy? How does that work? So for the listeners out there who are kind of developing their own games, how useful is it to just reach out and talk to other developers in it, space? And, and are they still are they willing to even share information? You know that might be a concern. So yeah, there are quite a few uh, game design and game development uh, communities that are are very cooperative. Uh, mostly, I'm chatting with them over the internet and that kind of thing. So. Uh, they'll they'll share tidbits and they'll they'll give feedback. Mostly, what's important is feedback. You know, I don't think that this is fun or this is uh, yeah. going to be doable in, in the next couple of months. It's a much, lar- much larger project than than you anticipated and that kind of thing. So it's it's their feedback that's more important than knowing what they're doing. Okay. Um. 
And in addition to their feedback, are you doing user testing? Do you actually get random players and just see how they respond? Because I think sometimes game developers think that a certain game would never work. And you know it's a totally different reality than what actually happens when a really like super casual or um, like a, like a farm game, which a lot of developers may have said, well, you know, <laughs> why would a farm game work? And you know it's been super huge for some companies. So, what are your yeah, thoughts well, on that? How do you balance uh, that? Our our test our beta testers aren't really random. They're they're associates with us of ours that we all kind of know. So. Um, they're brutally honest at times with uh, <laughs> with our game designs and and our uh, and our beta tests that we do with them. So it, it's good to get feedback from a number of different types of users. Yeah. Because who knows, you know, uh, this person might be great at uh, RPGs and this person might be more interested in casual games. But if it's entertaining to both, then then you have a better better chance for success. Um. Yeah, so what other things are you looking at? Are you looking at games specific to iPad? Are you still going to focus on the iPhone now? And are you going to try to develop games for the web or any other platform? Uh, well, we are opening up our, our uh, horizon a little bit, and we're, we are including the iPad in, in our next game, uh, as well as the, the new Retina displays for iPhone 4 and that kind of thing. But... Uh, Web development and and Android, like I said in the beginning, we were we're more uh, we're going to focus on the iPhone gaming and and then if we have a hit, we'll we'll broaden our our, our platforms. You know that's you know you mentioned uh, if you guys have a hit, what do you feel that there's still room for innovation in the mobile space, or is it pretty much just best to take ideas that that have worked? On other platforms and just port them to mobile to an extent, kind of like you've, like you see with some of these MMOs, where they've yeah. taken a concept that's worked on Facebook and then they just release it on iPhone. Um, you know, do you feel that that's what's going to happen this year uh, in terms of mobile game design on, on iPhone? Those games, uh, those games are s the safer bets, yeah. but uh, yeah. but uh, you can't. You can't discount innovation. Those those will get the attention as well. You know the ones that are <laughs> that are new. There's that there's nothing else like it. Then that's that will get some well, attention. And hopefully, we'll develop enough buzz to to break the trend. Have you seen any innovative games released recently on the iPhone? Anything that stands out in your in your mind? Uh, there is a a new game called. Uh, Perfect cell. That was pretty. That's pretty unique and innovative. Uh, the controls of are, are amazing, and that's something that because of that game, we realized that for for other games, the controls are, are are very important. Once you get the feel right, then then everything else will will fall into place. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. The controls. Um, well, I guess for you know for an asynchronous game, though, how important are controls? I mean, I guess for um, your puzzle action game, it might be a little more important, but I mean, what do you mean by good controls versus bad controls? Well, I mean, let's take a, let's take a, a generic maze. I mean, you can have all sorts of different kinds of uh, controls, like tilt controls with, uh, or swiping or oh, yeah. 
tap to to go to that point and that kind of thing. They all have their pluses and their minuses, and getting the feeling right is is important. Like in a maze, tap to go to that place would kind of suck because then you tap there and and it plot, plots the uh, path for you, and you don't really have to figure out the maze at all. Same thing with tilt controls. Uh, they it, tilting away the screen away from you in a maze would kind of suck as well because you can't really see where you're going to turn next. So it's all about getting uh, getting the right control for the right game, matching the two together. And aside from that, any other innovative games or uh, games that have made you pause and think or reassess your game des- your mobile game design understanding? Um, not so much. No, uh, okay. I mean there are some that that give little inklings of of maybe. Oh, hello? I think. Hello. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think we broke up a little. Uh, you were saying there's some that give some inklings of... You know, they, they, they spark some thoughts. Yeah. Uh, and But nothing that's, like, major game-changing for, for, our, our, well, for I mean, what yeah. we're doing next. Do you feel that all the major design opportunities on the iPhone and on mobile have been discovered already? I don't think so. I'm sure there's there's new new games and new new almost new genres that are po- popping up every once in a while. So no, like, I don't think so. Like augmented reality gaming or what that that's that's something that's pretty recent and that's uh and that's pretty inspiring. Uh, some of the stuff that's that's going on like there recently was a translating program that translates oh, yeah, your, your text in real time with your camera. I mean, who would have thought that that was possible two years ago? Yeah, I, I certainly didn't. Um, you know, have you has has your studio looked into augmented reality gaming? We have. We we tested. It just, well, we we played around with some uh, ideas of of augmented augmented reality games, but right now the they look like they're going to be much larger projects than we're, we're looking in at doing next. Yeah. Um, have you have you played any of the augmented reality games? Um, you know, it seems like a lot of them are still kind of real-time based. And yeah. I was wondering if you guys explored the idea of bringing asynchronous design to augmented reality, if that would even make a difference. I mean, there's there are apps like Sakai Camera, um, which is a mix of augmented reality and asynchronous, but I wasn't sure if you feel that some of the lessons that you learned from your first app could be applied to augmented reality to to help actually make it accessible. It probably could, but when we were ch- when we were planning on or when we were t- thinking about the ideas of augmented reality games, it was before we we realized that multiplayer online multiplayer didn't really work. Yeah, like uh, online at the same time multiplayer could be done better as async so we didn't really explore that avenue yet but that is a good idea i'm gonna write that down (laughs) (laughs) it's just part of the show so (laughs) um (laughs) uh yeah are there any other game genres that you feel are compelling have you heard of the game epic win Um, epic win yeah it's more of a to-do list than a a game well it's kind of a game yeah well, it's a yes, mix between I, like a game and kind of like real life, and I wasn't sure if that's something you guys also explored. Yeah, we're, not too long ago, we were, I 
watch the uh, podcast about how very soon everything will be interactive, interactive with your life. That's what yeah. Epic One is, it's a game plus your life. Just like uh, Ford, the hybrid cars, the, you know, the more you drive, the, there's a tree on the dashboard, an electronic tree, and oh, it yeah. grows the more you drive with your hybrid car because you're saving a tree. So everything will shortly, uh, I would say in the next five years or so, everything is going to be a game. You're going to get points for, <laughs> for watching commercials or for, for making a phone call to, to your mom. You know, you're going to get points and ex- well, experience points that can be redeemed for real life rewards. Like, and so you as a, a mobile user, are you inspired by this? I mean, are these games that you would play? I, I actually am. I've, okay. I found that you know almost almost earth shattering that uh, that your phone is with you at all times. It, yeah, yeah. It, can, it really it's really with you for your life. I mean, your your next games could very well be life orientated epic yeah. win i think is just scratching the surface of, of what is potentially there for for life games and have you played any games like scavenger or um foursquare stuff like that well yeah i've i've explored foursquare and that kind of thing where you check in but i it needs more to it it okay. you know and I, I think that it's not an enough game and just real life that's a, a, almost a chore so for your studio then, you know, given that you, you've seen augmented reality, you've seen these kind of life gaming type of things, are you guys going to focus on entertainment mainly moving forward? Or do you feel that um, to break through, to break out and to stand out, you're going to have to tackle one of these new and emerging genres? Um, it would be nice to, to tackle one of those. But uh, right now we're going to stick with the classic gaming classic in in a sense where okay. and just push the envelope in, in those those types great and would you you know what are suggestions that you have then for other smaller game developers looking to develop their own mobile games for the iPhone um keep your dev time short and keep your game really fun like i said several times already that Every moment of your game needs to be extremely fun. Otherwise, well, well how do you make a menu fun? I, I think you mentioned earlier that your menu needs to be fun, jumping needs to be fun, all those other things. How do you? Yeah, well, let's let's take uh, what we did in Go Native. We have no buttons on our menu. Okay. We have a, a, a hula girl statuette for our help menu, which jiggles whenever whenever you touch her. She, she does. Uh, we have a, a snow globe for your settings, uh, which uh, when you shake your device, it the 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 snow flows around in there. We have like no plain buttons at all, so it, it's an experience that that's sucking you into the game and uh, yeah. making it more fun. Um and and what were the reviews? Were people confused because they weren't used to seeing buttons and stuff like that, or what? Uh, no, we we kept it pretty clear, okay. like. Uh, on the base of the hula girl, it says help and and that kind of thing. But it's it's pushing a button is while you know pushing all the buttons on an ele- elevator could be fun. Yeah. It's not not that much fun on an iPhone game because yeah. I mean you push a button to to dial a phone and that kind of thing is it's pretty boring. But if you're if you're experiencing the game on the menu, then it's it's much more fun and engaging. And what are your favorite iPhone games? 
Uh, my favorite games? Yeah. I've been playing uh, quite a bit of of uh, stenches lately, and uh, which is which is a, a side-scrolling combat game. Uh, I've also played quite a bit of SimCity because I was a fan back in the Super Nintendo days. Okay. Um, and are you playing any of the other MMO, like popular MMOs and stuff like that? Um, not so much. I, I play well. I, I play World of Warcraft on the computer, not on the mobile device. Yeah, and which is, Okay. And where can uh, developers and listeners find out more about your games and potentially check out your games and play them? Uh, yeah, you can find them, go native on the App Store, or you can go to loopycube.com, and there's links to all our games there. And so go native is G-O space native, N-A-T-I-V-E? Yeah, with an exclamation mark at the end. Okay, great. Um, thanks again for your time. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Bye.